Hello there, and welcome to Pivotal Film. I am Tom Nolan. And I'm Mario Ponzio. And I'm Andy Berry. And this is... We're, we're back. Pivotal, pivotal, pivotal Film. Pivotal Film. We're back. It's, it's not been like that many weeks since we've been back. It's very exciting. I feel like we, we, uh, we're getting back into the, like, the, the, the grit of it. We're getting into like the... You know, we have never shirked our responsibilities at this season. Yeah, ever. We always. I mean, we're not doing like we used to, but we know. We know where our heart bread is, is buttered. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, yeah. That's what butters our bread. Is the ad revenue we get from all of these? We don't get any ad revenue. prestige <laughs> movies. Jesus yeah. Christ! We once got uh, free six back from East Rock Brewing, so it's basically your ad revenue. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 exciting to get like back into the core of things. Like it's it, last time we took what two months off, and mm. now it's been two weeks since we've done the podcast, and it's very exciting just to like just do it again. Yeah, it's and it's it's uh, nice to be watching movies actively in a way, um, kind of like being able to compare them, being like this is and like getting a real sense of like what's happening. Yeah, instead of just like catching up with things later. You know, as they roll out on the oh, stream, yeah. more. As you unzip your shirt, <laughs> I'm hot already. As you unzip your shirt, provocative, provocatively. Sure, we'll go with that. Provocatively is yes, what you're going yeah, for. That's what the word's looking for. Um, speaking of, Andy and I saw a movie that Tom did not, and that movie was Eli Roth's horror movie, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a time for appreciation. It's a time to remember our many blessings, to celebrate with the ones that we love the most, and it's time for all families to be together. Who's doing it? You want me to do it? All right. So there was a trailer at the beginning of Grindhouse, Quentin Tarantino's 20, 2006, 2006 yeah. and uh, they made a feature film out of it. It is uh, the that's third. All, that's all I it, know. Is, it is the third movie made out of a Grindhouse trailer from the 2006 film. Uh, we had a machete movie. We've had a um, hobo with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun movie. And now we have Thanksgiving. Who directed that other one? Um, so machete was made by Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Hobo with a shotgun was made by some Canadian guy. Canadians. <laughs> uh, no. So um, Thanksgiving is what is the way, best way to describe it? It's just it's it's a it's a very We'll do it later. It's a very typical um, slasher movie, yeah. I think. Uh, it is a movie about a killer who um, is upset by a Black Friday massacre. And so he ends up killing a bunch of people with a ag- very aggressive fashion. As you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What was exactly. the Black Friday massacre over? So there was a big crowd, and it was, it was like it was like a riot, yeah. and people got trampled in it and... over waffle irons. Oh, yeah. free... like a really good one? No, no, just they a... look like empty boxes too. So, so. no, that, <laughs> aggressively, it's like empty boxes. <laughs> Does um, anybody get waffled? No, no, no waffle deaths. No, Gina Gershon gets her uh, scalp. It's cool. The scalp ripped off in no, the... no, it's it's a it's a. I'm gonna be honest. It's it's an amazing movie. It's it's, it's one fun. of the most fun horror movies I've seen in a long time. Um, yeah. So like, we haven't talked since the scream thing happened. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck scream now, because like Melissa Barrero just you know she had something to say about Palestine. Whatever. You don't fire her over what she had to say. It wasn't that aggressive. Or just wait a second. Like I mean. I, I don't whether you agree with it or not. Like, it's not. It's not. You don't fire. It just her. seemed weird. It seemed like they wanted insa- to fire her no, for something, it's, it's, it's and insane. so they fired her. It's yeah. insane that you fire her over that. Um, and then you know, to Jenna Ortega's credit, she left the movie, and they were like, obviously Paramount said like she did not leave Scream Seven because of this. Clearly, she left Scream Seven because of it. She doesn't need Scream Seven. Yeah, she determined. Um, <laughs> And so, like watching this, it was just it was just a really fun, dirty time. And that's that's what I liked about it. It was dirty. It was dumb. It was dirty. It was gross. And it was, it was really well made though too. At the same yeah. time, mm-hmm. like it doesn't look like it's, cheesy, cheesy really. But it, but it, it is. does. It does look cheesy. But, but it's but easily Eli not like Roth. Dark Harvest cheesy. No, no. That was trying to take itself too seriously. But it's easily either off's best movie that he's yeah, ever made. Yeah, I think so. Um, what the fuck, phone. Um. No, because like and Patrick Dempsey's solid in it. He, he's the thing. Really, the only named star in this movie. Yeah, you got him and Gina Gershwin. Uh, the thing I really love about this movie, though, is the fact that um, the big thing from Thanksgiving was some of those moments. So you had the um, I don't know if you ever saw the Thanksgiving 2006 trailer. I'm sure I did. I so just, like, I there's didn't... there's a part where the woman. The cheerleader does the splits and lands on the knife with her vagina. Yeah, I've they, seen, I, they cut they cut that shit out. Like that shit is cut into. Um, she gets stabbed in the ankle instead, and that's great. But the big thing was um, the uh, basting and the turning a person into a, a Thanksgiving turkey, mm-hmm. and they like. Eli Roth fucking does it so yeah, he good. Gets really he, he does it in a way that's like so gross, but like not. What is that? Like not. Um, Was it gratuitous? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It is gratuitous, but it's not gratuitous in a way where it feels mean. Mm. Yeah. It does feel. It mean. was kind of hokey, but in a it fun feels hokey. Way, yeah. It's not mean. It's just. It just feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I. I turned to Andy during that scene and just was like, I can't, I can't do this. Well, well, but it was, it was Mario so doesn't well do done. cannibalism, so yeah. he was afraid that was going to happen. So, well, I remember. I mean, I, um, I don't feel like we haven't. I feel like we've talked some about Eli Roth on the show before. Is that I think he does. He, well, you, you, you like Eli Roth. I do. I appreciate the fact that you I think, like Green Inferno. So. I like Green Inferno. I uh, really liked Hostel Two. Um. But not Hustle One. Well, Hustle One just seemed like it was. Just a movie. It was like 
too much into that torture porn stuff. Yeah, that's what, I never well, watched Hostel that. Well, Hostel 2 yeah. seemed like it balanced really well. Well, Hostel 2 is really good. Gross. Of, Hostel 2 is really good because of that um, entire scene with the uh, Heather Myers-Aro, like being upside down in the up. bathtub. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. It's it's, it's goofy. It's not goofy. It's just, but it, it's it, just but it it's kind of fortunate. It it's but it is kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the right kind of goofy. You know what I mean? Like it's her, she's of, hanging it's upside a, down, and then she, you know, she slices her, and then she slices her open. There's like a flood of blood, and she's just kind of in there, and she's like, it's like a it all mix of goofy and a mix of like true horror. Right, and like you know, the guy getting his dick cut off at the end clearly looks. It's like it's you know, catharsis. A, but it's exactly it feels it feels heavy while also being. Like, they just ripped a silicone like, <laughs> penis off that guy. You know what I mean? And it's right. It's just, it's, so it feels like, whoa. But also, you don't have to worry about it yeah. because it's not like a Lars von Trier well, movie. Well, yeah. yeah. And the thing I love about this is, um, I don't know her name, but the final girl in this movie was really solid. Yeah. Uh, you get um, a weird catharsis with, like, one of the friends being just mutilated at the end. But then all the other friends live. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably the horror movie with like the biggest survival rate ever because like two of her friends live like the the black guy and Addison Ray yeah. spoilers both live um no I, I I loved it I I, I think it's uh, it it is it's near the top one of the more, more, most fun movies I mean, I've yeah seen I think I think I think talk to me and scream six unfortunately now um are my favorites but like this is right there with mm-hmm. it. i have this over them actually i just had more really? fun yeah huh. no it's it's a it's unexpected thing. It's, it's it's maybe maybe that's what it, i went in with really low expectations and that yeah, could be why maybe i mm-hmm. enjoyed it's, it more than it's i so much fun expected it's a lot of fun i mean the reviews have been like roundly good <clears throat> which is kind of amazing for eli yeah. roth because he's generally panned um good for him I, I'm glad he got. He's a win. good filmmaker. I mean, I'm he's, pretty sure he's pro Israel, which is unfortunate. Well, you know, we don't need to talk about that here. Gotta keep. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I should. I should not do that during this podcast. I'm gonna. We're gonna stop it right here, and when we come back, be like Mario got fired. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of getting fired, you could possibly get fired if um, you went to your job, you didn't make it. Because you had to take uh, you had the roller skate to your job, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Just like uh, the people, Martin and Josh and Ben had to roller skate to their job in Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. What the hell were you doing? You're three hours late. Dad, you don't understand. The car was busted. So we had to shred. Why your lips red? Were you eating a snow cone? It's a really good guess. What kind of adults rollerblade? The police are here, and they're saying that you bought alcohol for minors. Thanks, boys! In Europe, the drinking age is like 10. They could have been European. What made you think they were European? They had a certain je ne sais quoi. I think yeah. one of them was eating pent au chocolat. Guys, everyone thinks we're losers, but that's about to change. I know where the treasure of Foggy Mountain is. From when we were kids? We are looking at 100 mil. 100 million dollars? It'd be like, I mean, I know it's more than this, but at least a million dollars each. Significantly more. What are we waiting for? Soldier boy, I've been in. Oh, I mean, thank you. 
The cute guys that came in earlier. I didn't see nobody cute. The ginger looked like a colonial ghost. Glasses looked like Tim Burton drew him. And then the short one, we probably were the same size bra. They had a treasure map with like an X on it. We gonna steal that map. That is a full on hawk. Hey buddy. Does it not know it can fly? Why did it walk away with an attitude? Everyone is after this treasure. We deserve that. You deserve it? Yeah. Three white guys whose biggest issue is what? Growing up? It's no, it's, not. I feel like it's more nuanced it's way than that. Oh. You just hit a woman! I apologize for him. I, for one, would never. Oh, oh my god! So I've hit one woman. That's not in the grand. We can all agree this is a scary cult and we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're in a docu-series and this is episode two. Dude, yeah. completely. Yeah. Insane night. Guys, why are we tied up? I'd rather die than live without you boys. Dude, that's, that's the treasure door. Open it. What's that? I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be sick to myself. Forget the money. It's not worth it. So Ben, John, and Martin are longtime friends. Uh, and they are working together at a outdoor company basically a uh, like a dick sporting goods yeah dick sporting goods um and john is realizing that his friends are moving on with their life ben is you know wanting to get close to his dad mm -hmm. conan o'brien and <laughs> martin is is moving on with his, with his girlfriend his fiance um and so in response to that, John discovers the fact that the treasure of Foggy Mountain exists. And he's like, hey, let's find the treasure of Foggy Mountain, which is a, you know, it's a, it's just a mountain that exists. But it could be worth $100 million. <laughs> $100 million, yeah. For a bust of Marie Antoinette. Yeah. And so they decide to go find the treasure of Foggy Mountain. Meanwhile, um, was it Lisa and Taylor? Our Lisa is, is also very into John, but Taylor's like, no, let's find this fucking treasure. Mm -hmm. um, the great Megan Stalter, who, do you watch Hacks? Nah, never. She's fucking brilliant in Hacks. Uh, That's where she's from. Yeah, yeah she was really funny in this. So uh, I, I, I haven't seen Hacks in a while, though, so. Yeah. I almost kind of wanted, I thought this, I wanted this movie to let her, like, off the leash more. And just, just let her do Megan Stalter stuff. She was really funny in this. She's, she was, she's she was great, great in it, yeah. but she's on Hacks, she's like just like comedic genius because yeah. she's fucking crazy. Uh, so so they try to find the treasure. They they eventually find it, um, but it's taken away from them. And there's some hijinks. Uh, eventually, uh, what the fuck is his name? Gatton, whatever. Gatton Matazaro. Um, oh, oh, from Stranger Things. From Stranger Things uh, wants to buy the treasure. Um, does he play himself? He yeah. does. He does oh, play himself. Yeah. Him. Uh, and there's a big whatever at the end. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's basically what you describe this yeah. movie. It's uh, not really a 
plot. There's movie. no plot. There's no plot movie. Uh, I I love this. Yes, yeah, I think I, it's I think it's funny as shit. I don't think it's a movie. It's not a movie, but it's really funny. It's a lot of little like vignettes, almost of comedic sketches, and it it the guys are really funny. It has a forty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but a ninety-four percent audience score, and. That, that's right. Uh, again, I to be to be full disclosure, I fell asleep twice watching this movie, and it's not the movie's fault. It's just like the time that I have available to watch something like this. But for the first forty minutes, I thought it nailed all the stuff that makes like the please don't destroy. Yeah, like, are you are you a please don't destroy guy? I think they're fucking great. Yeah. I think except for like so, the one Sarah Sherman sketch here or there on SNL. You, really, I love their Sarah Sherman stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I the, love that's, like a, girl, that's what I'm saying. Oh. It's please don't destroy and the Sarah Sherman weirdnesses, mm-hmm. and then everything else is total I, garbage. I missed Sarah Sherman here. Yeah, I'm surprised she wasn't. I, part I of got this. some Sarah so Sherman. It's, this is kind of what I wanted to talk Wait, about. So you think outside of Sarah Sherman, they suck? Oh, the show like SNL no, or like. No, these guys please are great. Destroy. The oh, only okay. things that work on yeah, SNL yeah, are yeah. "Please Don't Destroy" and Absolutely. Sarah Sherman. Yeah. But well, I think they're I, over. I mean, I, I think I talked to you about this. Is like "Please Don't Destroy." Like you weren't familiar with "Please Don't Destroy." But just from SNL, yeah. But you weren't like too familiar with like what they are, or what they yeah, do. Yeah, they're just. And I was just like, they are literally the best thing on um, SNL. Yeah, they. I mean, they remind me a lot of. Um, uh, Lonely Island. Lonely Island, yeah. who I love. So, you know, yeah. they're better, but that's a hot Well, they're just, they're they're different. Like, I've always felt Lonely Island leaned too heavily into I jokes. Lo- and this, I, this I, I, is I thought too- Lonely Island was too much of a story. Like, they leaned yeah. too much into, like, being, saying something. Sure. But they also leaned really heavily into, like, um, premises. Yeah. And this is just, like... This is all rhythm based. You know what I mean? It's all um, patter and personality and delivery. And I've always kind of really dug that's if you know the comedian Rory Scovel. Yeah. Not familiar with So no. he's, I love Rory Scovel. He's funny. He's oftentimes not even saying something very funny, but he delivers it in a way the, that's just fucking yeah, the way he like talks, slays yeah. it. And I think these their sketches are like that. And this is. Like that too. It's just a really long well, version of yeah, the, hitting thing, every beat exactly where it needs to be. The thing, the moment I was like tuned into this film was when uh, Martin gets like clotheslined by uh-huh. an elderly couple, and he's like, "I'm okay." <laughs> like the fact that like your they boy's can hit, okay. Yeah, like, the fact that I get hit like that humor beat was so, so good. But the thing, Martin, the uh, the moment for me too that I keep coming back to, well, except for like the. Johnny Blaze and and when he lights his penis on fire, um, <laughs> which I think is just great. But like um, when they're looking at that the tablet, like him and um, Nicole Sakura from uh, Superstore are looking at that tablet and they're looking at that house, and he's like, well, what, about, "What about this house?" And there's just that old woman in every in like every picture. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like so stupid, and it's, they don't even try to make it look like good, but it. Just fucking lands, and yeah. it lands so good, well, and the reaction's so perfect. And that's it's the same thing that happens with Conan O'Brien. Like Conan O'Brien is like right on their level. Yeah, just like lean into all their jokes. It's um, it was it, again. I I'm, I can't wait to go back and finish it. It's it's just like. Have you not finished it? Yet? No. Yeah. Did you even get to like Bo and Yang yet? I did oh, not. Cause he's in it. What? and He's fantastic. I told you it's four. I got forty minutes. Because <laughs> I love Bo. He's uh, other part of SNL. I still yeah, love. Yeah, Bo and so. Yang like. 
fucking. But Bowen Yang is like the, he's been like reduced in the, like the recent seasons. Oh well, true, but just, just he's still you brilliant. Just you wait. Yeah. Um, no, it's but this is. You know, I hate like the conversations that like start or end or include this phrase, but I think it's true. Like they don't. There are no comedies anymore. There's none of those classic '90s. Or like '80s, '90s, like well, just like this is a, a, a beginning this, to end a comedy that's not trying to say anything. It's not about anything. This, it's this, just jokes. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hot take. So after I watched uh, Please Don't Destroy, Andy had me watch um, Popstar, and mm-hmm. I don't like Popstar compared mm-hmm. to Please Don't Destroy. Never stop stopping. Yeah, never, yeah. Never stop. Never stopping. Never stop. Never stopping. <laughs> like I don't know. There's there's something about the energy of please don't destroy that work for me that like doesn't happen okay. with i mean we don't have to have the same comedy it's fine but I, well what do you think that, so because i just i don't disagree with you and but i think it's for me it's the and it's a little bit that has to do with like the later will ferrell stuff where it was too like i said before it was like too premise driven it's where it's, this is just like there's a Pop there's stars, a nascent story somewhere. Pop stars trying to be funny, right? Um, this isn't like this is just to me just being a goofy nonsense thing, and that's why like it works for me. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a, a an anti comedy quality yeah, that's no, just kind absolutely. of like right yeah. there. And that they're not always so worried about whether or not people think like what they're doing is funny, which isn't to shit on pop star, but like it's, it's no, I'm, it's an anti comedy thing. That Andy Samberg is like a hero in our house, so I can never, uh, I can never really shit on Lonely Island. Yeah, better not, because he's. I mean, I love him. So that's great. My kids are watching Parks and Rec. They watched Brooklyn Nine Nine and they thought it was the greatest thing ever. It's pretty good. And then they watch Parks and Rec, and Andy Samberg comes on. And when he it's showed up on, it's Andy Samberg on Parks and Rec. He's like the park ranger. He's like a park ranger. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so he's like on one episode, and like when he showed up, my kids just went, Jake. <laughs> and they were, I was like, you guys are too old for this. But like, they didn't even care. Like, that's not his name. They've watched Dick in a Box. They think all that stuff is very funny. I always thought they would. Yeah, uh, I thought they'd be tied into a what's her name, Melissa, whatever. Melissa. The his fiance on. Fumero? Oh, they yeah. they really like her a lot, yeah. A lot of elbow dancing in my house. <laughs> um, I love that show. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know if this is, this movie is, like, there's no it's good, not, or, there's no good not, or bad it's here. It's just funny. No, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah. I would expect it to rank well with critics, but it's just a fun, because comedy I don't really trust with any critics anyway, because everyone's sense of humor is different. Mm-hmm. I thought this was really funny. So yeah, I and I think Peacock's like a, the perfect place for it yeah it's oh, like absolutely. the perfect streaming Agreed. vehicle i mean i'm glad that it got like a 40 something because i thought for sure it would just get lambasted mm-hmm. by credits and the fact that like it got like a you know this is fine like that's the perfect position for it to be is like it's a fine movie well it's, i mean it, i'm sorry it's a fine it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a fine movie yeah we um i mean this is I, I don't think this is like the right vehicle to have a larger conversation about like film criticism like recently but it's pretty it's pretty bad and everyone's taking everything like way too seriously um and so if it doesn't have a message or if it's not hitting all of the like all of the appropriateness buttons like all the time they're just like well i can't i can't support this i can't support this like i don't know we'll talk about this later maybe we'll talk about it did you read 
Richard Brody's review of the holdovers. Where the last paragraph is just about the fact that Alexander he, Payne got me too by Rose is he, McGowan. Is he anti? Wait, really? What? Yeah, apparently he did something to her, and this is not here, neither here nor there, and it's not like really a part of it. But like, <sighs> he was kind of like, this movie is good. This movie is good. It has like these things that Richard, you know, are Richard Brody things, and, which made a lot of sense. And then he's just like, it also made me think of this thing, and it made that made me think of like how everyone's kind of. If you read any kind of criticism about a movie that, like, like the Marvels is like a perfect example of this, where like no one's actually talking about the movie. I haven't seen. It's terrible. It's just god awful. It's the worst made Marvel movie. You've not seen it either. No, no. It's but it's got some great moments in it that we'll talk about at the end of the year. There's like some just great stuff that like. Yeah, I heard it's pretty fun. They never would have done it in like any other movie, and I'm glad they did it. But like, it's you don't run into editing problems in a lot of Marvel movies and this movie has like a bajillion editing problems or even like we were watching um, and I'm sorry I'm like really digressing here but like I think it's kind of it's interesting we were watching uh, Son of Godzilla at my dad's birthday the other day like it was just on TV and like the whole thing Son of Godzilla? It's the one with baby Godzilla with baby yeah Um, from 1967 I think oh okay so So there's a great moment where like uh, the woman that's on the island like chops off a melon to feed baby Godzilla and then she throws it in his mouth and it's clearly someone just drew like a yellow circle on consecutive frames of film and made it smaller until it went into his mouth there's a moment in the Marvels that is exactly like that That's funny. where like all the su- like she's flying into a ship Captain Marvel's flying into a ship and then all of a sudden she's like outside the ship and then she's inside the <laughs> ship really big and I was like that is even for like overworked film things like that's really bad but the point of this is, is that they're not talking about those moments when they talk about the Marvels. They talk about the politics around all of it. And that's one of the really funny things about reading some of these like uh, reviews about the Please Don't Destroy Me stuff is that they're really like hammering, like, I don't know, its appropriateness or its like relevance to like modern film culture or whatever. It's like, it's just funny. It's just why can't it just yeah. be funny? A funny movie. I don't know. I don't know why it can't be that. But that's what it is, and it's great. And the audience score clearly backs up the fact that people are watching it and being like, this I laughed is a, a lot. Funny movie. Yeah. yeah. No stakes. Unlike maybe this next this movie, movie, which has Which has some stakes, I guess. Lo- so what? many stakes that everything Why? that our main character says is the most important thing that the character he talked to has heard in their whole life. Which is something that we can we can discuss. Um, that next movie is uh, Netflix's. Didn't get a didn't get a theatrical release. I don't think. It, no, it, not at all. Or, or, or maybe like it, a limited it run. Limited, so it was eligible. For um, it is uh, Rustin. So talk, shout, take command. Who is that? Big famous bard Rustin. In '41, you called for a large-scale march. The time has come for another. No bad. Can handle all the grunt work. Rally the young. We are going to put together the largest peaceful protest made up of angelic troublemakers such as yourselves. My friend, Dr. Martin Luther King, will be joining us. How many bodies does it take to surround the White House? How many? Sorry, I thought that was a setup for a joke. You literally want me to yes. find out? <laughs> when it comes to the old God. I'm considered a pariah. Every person at this table will be in the line of fire because of him. Why is everyone so obsessed with what I'm doing and with whom? 
How can you preach salvation and not want to save yourself? Every day, we surrender that which makes us different. I can't surrender my differences. The world won't let me. But day of your march, the entire DC police force has been mobilized. What they really want to destroy is all of us coming together and demanding this country change. I remember saying that this Rustin fella is a little crazy. Only later did I fully comprehend that the little didn't even come close. We intend to go there not by the thousands, but by the hundreds of thousands. Yes! We are committed to altering the trajectory of this country towards freedom. That's what's on the line. Nothing less. Lord, I hope and pray they come today. Before we get into it, we have a beer. We have from Jack's Abbey Craft Loggers uh, out of somewhere in Massachusetts. We have Framing Hammer. Uh, it's a from Baltic. From Framingham, Massachusetts. So. Somewhere in Massachusetts, yeah. Uh, it's a Baltic porter with cinnamon, vanilla, and maple syrup. Ooh. Just a nice little porter. Oh, that oh, smells yeah. it, intense. It, it tastes like a chocolatey milk drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. No, it tastes. That's too much. That's too much. That's it's, a, it's a lot of syrup. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! What is going on? It's just there? coating my tongue in syrup. The problem is me is not the tongue coating, although that is a thing that's happening. It's that the alcohol taste, like or like the beer flavor, is like hitting like the back of my throat, and yeah. it's it's I don't know. It feels like a like a burn almost, it, which it is does. not. It's not burning. It just, it's just like tingles back there. To me, no it reason. just tastes like. Um, that's too sweet. It's too everything. Well, did you oh, read the description goodness. before you got it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you didn't think it was going to be sweet? It's very attractive. <laughs> it's an undeniable can. I don't hate. I don't hate it. It just. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Tastes good. I but could definitely not really do more than one beer. of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were at a party and pounding these, I would be like, <laughs> we need to talk. Psychopath. <laughs> Something is up, man. Let's talk. All right. So Rustin is uh, directed by George C. Wolf, who directed Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which yep. is a movie that I like a lot. Um, it stars Coleman Domingo as Bayard Rustin, who uh, was one of the key civil rights activists um, in the 60s, in the 50s and 60s, along with Martin Luther King. This story, uh, we meet him right before his kind of um, uh, breakup, you know, if you will, with uh, Martin Luther King over uh, how rooted uh, their ideology was going to be in the um, NAACP. Which I think was a, a like a fairly new organization at the time, or maybe not new, but like was power was really powerful was at the time. Powerful, yeah. Um, I mean, one of this movie's main and AACP, as they say. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Chris Rock needs to stop being in movies. <laughs> he was bad. He <laughs> was so bad. It's enough with this Chris Rock acting thing. I know he was a producer on this movie, and I guess he gets to make that decision. But every scene he's in is terrible because he ha- gets really? to talk. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, it, oh. he was really. He's he, so I bad. He was bad. Fine. He's just his line readings are off. It's so his, he, his, I don't his line think. readings are off, but I just I don't think he's necessarily terrible. Yeah, I guess, I, but I, you contrast him with Coleman Domingo. That he can't be on screen with him, and it, just, it's so there's jarring. A, there's a million so actors that could have played that part a, and then uh, delivered the lines in a better so let's, way. Let's say how we feel with this movie. I don't like it. I think it's a little dull. Um, the thing I think that's a little dull is the fact that like George C. Wolfe knows how to shoot 
like colors. Yep. And his movie just feels like a little limp. There's a lot of indoor is that, stuff. Is that, does that make sense? It's, it just yeah. The movie feels limp. Well, I think it's a... um with like the fact that George C. Like we talked about Ma, Ma, like Ma Rainey's. I love Ma Rainey's. We talked yeah. about that yeah. years ago. Same. Um, this movie just felt yeah limp. It feels like a loose dick in the hand. <laughs> oh, okay, we're going there. I mean, that's what I'm gonna say about it. It's like it, it uh, feels. It feels as though like so. Like Coleman Domingo is like trying hard. I think he's trying too much. I don't know if it's his fault, but I just I agree with you. Um, I, I think it. I think he's really good. I I think. But like, there's he's acting with some people that aren't on his level, so, and so, it makes it look more so try hard. My issue with this movie is like that that. The finale of the movie, uh, the two hundred thousand person march or whatever. Yep, it's just it's too much for like a movie that isn't asking that. Well, I I think your um your uh, graphic uh, analogy, like I think is <laughs> Thank a, you. is appropriate in the sense that I th- I made the same comment when I was watching this. The exact same comment? Not the exact. This Tom my wife. Tom was like. Someone's like, there's a limp dick in my hand. <laughs> and it's not mine. Um, why is this dick not shooting semen right now? No, it's it's that, like, it sells. It's a hard sell when the climax of the movie. Climax. Um, climax, yeah. So this movie is, a, is, is one of the, is, does what I want a biopic to do, which is to focus on a moment in time and not try to tell, like, the breath of somebody's life. So it's doing that right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that it's leading up to is one of, like, the most significant events in, like, modern U.S. history. And it has, um, it has like, a mythological... Like, there's so much about yeah. it that is, like, mythological almost that's that's archetypal that's become just part of the soul of America. And one of the things that happened at that thing is Martin Luther King stood up in front of like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand people and was like, I have a have a dream. Especially and when you have you have Justin Lance Black sure. like, writing your screenplay. And that's and I want to like, get to that. Who wrote like the the milk screenplay. Yeah. But they don't because they can't they can't use that part of the speech. Because if you use that part of the speech, you've all of a sudden made a Martin Luther King Jr. movie. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they show the end of the speech, and then the camera focuses on Coleman Domingo as Rustin just, like, watching the speech. And I'm just like, but that's not the electric part of this movie. Yeah, that's... It's not the... And so it's... It, like, obfuscates away from the things that are really, no, like, electric I, I, and focuses on these things that... Focuses on what this film perceives to be, and I think correctly, a very electric personality. But to that end, everything... And I kind of... I teased this at the beginning of the thing. They're so in love with 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 Rustin, with Bayard Rustin, everything he says is a film line and is the ending of a scene. But it's boring. But because it's not because people are just listening because the people around them are just being like saying very normal things and he's no, the only sure. one who speaks like a Shakespearean yeah. character all the time. What did you think? I so I thought uh, Coleman Domingo was awesome in this. Um, I thought he was electric. I did not find the movie boring. I actually found it really interesting because I I personally did not know who Byron Rustin was ever. Mm-hmm. So um, I I really like learning about. 
the character, who he was, what he did, because what he did, planning that whole thing in what, seven weeks. Yeah, it was amazing. It's insane, and just like I, I really like the the nuts and bolts of how he was organizing it, how they're getting transportation. I know that may be boring to some people. I kind of find it interesting. Um, the end was a little limp, but it also was interesting in that <clears throat> this movie's not about Martin Luther King, and that's why I feel like they casted someone who wasn't real strong character. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Martin Luther King. Um, so like when they cut to him right at the end, it's like the man behind the man. That's what this movie's about. And I kind of I get what they were going for, and it was I don't know I. It's not one of my favorite movies, but I, I found it interesting, and I was watching the whole time. I, I agree. So. I just I just wanted like an aggressive um, attempt to like. You can't make a rusted movie and then just like limply make this movie. Well, you can't it's make a so rest- limp. I think that's the one thing that you said was really good, Andy. Is that like, uh, although everything you said was really good, I didn't mean to say that, but like <laughs> the one you thing um good. like. I almost kind of wish they didn't do the speech. Yeah. I almost kind of wish they ended it right before Absolutely. that because like yeah. he kind of he even disappears a little bit at the end of the movie because they're going to all these groups and then well, they cut yeah, to yeah, some and, stock footage and, and, and the then thing, they're then they and, cut to Divine Joy Randolph sing Mahalia Jackson you know, so which is I, tearing the roof off and then the so he's absent. Yeah, the thing yeah. I loved is like uh they talk about um the sound system. Like mm-hmm. let that be your drive. Yeah. Like let the sound system be your thing. I also like to your point, the nuts and bolts of putting it together, I think was incredibly interesting. And this is going back to the Cassandra conversation. I don't care about your, the married people that are like having sex with men that like the wives find out. And then you can, I, this is like, I understand that's the thing that's happening. There's better ways to, to, to do drama than being like that guy's sleeping with someone he shouldn't yeah, be yeah, sleeping with. I it's agree. just so rote and biopicky. And and those were f- fake. Those those relationships weren't real. Oh, um, they weren't real. Yeah, so they made it for the movie, which bummed me out when I learned that. When oh, I didn't really? Know I didn't yeah. know that. Those people weren't real. Like maybe similar stories happened, but they didn't do anything. Oh. Yeah, that's not <clears> even why they, they just. But they didn't. just threw it in there for. <sighs> See, that's the thing. Reason. Why why do they do that? If it's not real, then why are you hitting the same beats as every other biopic? I agree. I, I did not like that part. I liked the whole planning of it. I liked his fight fighting with the NAACP, even though Chris Rock had to be involved too much. That, um, but that's a, you're right. That stuff was so that stuff <clears throat> was so interesting, and I thought would culminate in something really like like, and then it was just like. Now we're here, and like the choice the to use guy, stock yeah. footage was, I thought, good. I was actually surprised they didn't use more stock yeah, footage, me too. but like the mix of it seemed like to detract. Like there was the power seemed to, yeah, it seemed to be sucking its power out of itself as it was as it was going. Uh, but I, I like if Coleman Domingo gets the fifth Oscar nomination, I'm not gonna have a problem with it. I, I think mean, he's, I think he's good. I think he's really good. Maybe if we're talking about like our. But we're Two not. From now. But we're not. We're talking. But he's already in, so we don't have to worry about him. Two that, he's the out? he's the fourth. Yeah. Okay. There's four that, already fine. locked up. This is why this is a weird Oscars, because yeah. like most of these nominations are already sewn up. It's just like who's the fifth person on these all of these lists. Yeah, I would be good with Coleman Domingo. I, I I think he's just he's trying too hard. That's why I don't love about it. But I think the script. Oh, what happened to me? Hello. Oh, maybe I'm still talking. Oh, and I just can't hear myself because my microphone. Ha ha ha. I think the script does that. I think the script kind of mm-hmm. um, only gives him interesting things to say. Yeah. 
And you're just kind of like, everything you say can't be insanely interesting. Yeah, that's true. It just can't be. You must have said, like... Something. Oh, I don't really like this sandwich. Like, or this is a great sandwich. Or like, wow, this beer tastes good after a long day. Like, yeah. he must have said, like, one cliched thing in his whole life yeah. instead of the most uncliched thing to everybody. I just found him extremely engaging, which he is. He, oh, I he's he is. so engaged. I love <clears throat> Coleman Domingo. Oh, I almost no, kind of want to see that Runaway Dolls movie just to see, like, Coleman Domingo do stuff. I'm not going to see it. I'm going to see it. Because I, I think that looks fun. I've had it with most of those actors. Really? Just with, Margaret Qualley. With it's enough. Ethan, Ethan Cohen. And Ethan Cohen. Oh. Try, it seems like he's trying too hard. Oh. But... Matt moving, moving on to people we've moved on from. No! We're sticking with Rustin. In the old days, Mario, we would have talked about Rustin for 40 minutes. <laughs> we would have. And then we would have got to our movies and we would have been hammered. But we also could talk about um, Napoleon. <laughs> I need to warn you. The storm is near. Napoleon is coming. Alright, so Napoleon is directed by uh, Ridley Scott. He has made uh, as many movies. He has made some movies. He's made some movies. Um, Gladiator, I think, maybe. No, but like, did you see that article where he was just like, oh, I've made as many, I've made four movies in the time it took Martin Scorsese to make Killers of the Flower Moon. I was like, that. there's a reason for that, my friend. There is a reason for what, that. Really? He said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Really? Yeah. But I don't think he was taking a dig. He made House he was, of Gucci in it. Yeah, that but he also made The Last Duel, which I loved. So, Still, like, he made House of Gucci. The Last Duel, I think, actually cements Matt Damon and Ben Affleck as, like, good screenwriters. Yeah, I, I Because it's, like, the one, yeah, yeah. like, halfway decent movie Ridley Scott's made in that ten years. Um, Spoilers about how Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon. Um, but he's also Bo. And he's also the Joker, and he's also Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and he plays Napoleon, as I've mentioned, and he does Napoleon things. Uh, he wins some battles. He can't have a, an heir with Vanessa Kirby's Josephine. Um, he's very upset about that. His, he has a brother for a while, and then he doesn't have a brother anymore. Although yeah. I think he still has him. Is he's this, just not in the movie anymore. Is this movie like hard to follow? Yeah, it's, so I mean, we'll really talk about that. Follow, so there's right? yeah, we could there's the we four hour the four and a half the four hour and a half hour versions coming out on Apple. Um, I'm assuming it'll like tie up some of these loose narrative like threads. My problem with the four and a half hour version of this is I doubt it's going to include a bunch more battle sequences. Yeah, I know. Which is going to include then more of the most boring movie ever made. Not ever made, yeah. but like. Jesus fucking Christ. What the hell was happening between battle sequences in this no, movie? So, so what the fuck? I'm going to say this right now. Um, the Austerlitz 
battle scene. Fantastic. That was the, one of the coolest things literally I've ever seen. Fan one fucking of the best scenes I've ever seen in history. Yeah. Um, the rest of the movie, yeah. It's, 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 uh, even Waterloo was pretty fucking Even cool. Toulon was pretty good. Waterloo's not... No, fuck you. Waterloo's not interesting. Waterloo's just literally... Like it's, Ridley Scott, like sucking but English dick. But that's the thing; it's staged. It's staged well. I'm just and talking you, about the. I'm not talking about the narrative. No, I'm talking I about the actual, I, no, I don't think it's. Okay. I don't think it's that good though. But it's. But it's. I think it's. But that's it's fair. Interesting. I think it's, it's, it's. It's when you're watching yeah, yeah. it, especially when you compare it to like everything else. That whole. It's not the way the actual battle between happened, like when whatever. they're when they're um, when they go to Moscow between Moscow and his exile. I just wanted to fucking Robespierre myself the whole time. <laughs> it was so endless. What the hell? But like, all that stuff Agreed. makes Austerlitz seem so great. Like the Austerlitz, the, one of the greatest a, things I've so seen in movies in like ten is years. Austerlitz yeah. thing is like perfect filmmaking. Like it's like some of the best things I've ever seen. Yes. Ever. Put like that entire like shooting the. The ice is so fucking cool. But can we talk about why? And I think it's indicative of like what's wrong with the rest of this movie. And kind of like you said, is this movie hard to follow? The beauty of the Austerlitz scene is like how you know you know how it looks and all this other stuff. But it's also that like we know where everybody is and we yeah, know yeah. what's happening. And when he says whatever flank to the right, and we they do that, we're like they're going that way, and the battle's coming this way, and then they're going to go this way because he's set it up. The whole rest of this movie, there's people talking, and then you're just like, "Wait, what?" And like, then why are they there? And then, yeah. Like, where's Zar? Nic- where's Zar? Alex Nicholas? Where's Zar Nicholas? Alexander. He's yeah. really mad. I don't think he's gonna come. And then, like, a year later, he's just like there, and they're like, "Is this? Where is this? I'm like, what's happening here? And is he mad about stuff? Like, what's the deal? I don't understand." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it definitely skipped around. You could definitely tell where they were cutting all the stuff out for what's in the extended one. And it was hard to follow. <clears throat> Add some good lines in it. Some, it was, there's some really, really funny one-liners in this thing. <laughs> but they're supposed to be like, I, I keep reading all these reviews about like people being like, it's supposed to be, it's like satirizing the great man movie. I was like, I don't think, I don't it, think is. it is. I thought, no. I thought I like, I really liked the character. I thought it was fun. I just, I, I think he's just fucking around. Yeah. Like, but in a in a, like a prestige costume drama, like I don't know, Joaquin Phoenix fucking around for two and a half hours it's seems not, so it's weird. Not, not fun to watch and not the right way to watch it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not wrong, right? I and mean, I joked about this earlier. Like Vanessa Kirby did not know she was going to get fucking slapped. Like in when in the divorce scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Like, I, she did not know that. Also, didn't happen in real life. But, but like, but I don't think she knew either. Yeah, I and, agree. But I just seem so did, weird that he really left it, it in. Yeah. I don't know because it would is really uncomfortable. It like, is. and I know she's an well, actress, and like you know she's playing yeah. with something. But like, she very obviously had that's, no that's, idea she was getting hit. That's like that blew my mind about like we're talking about like the the script of whatever. Like I talked about like who is Lulu? Lulu ended up being. Ridley Scott's dog. Like, that was what Lulu is. So, like, it doesn't... What's Lulu? Lulu is when he says, like, uh, he dedicated this movie to Lulu. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And it's just his dog. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, uh, no, it's not funny, though. It, it feels like... The thing that pisses me off about this movie <laughs> is, like, it feels like it's... Like, Ridley Scott was like, fuck you, France. 
See, England won. So maybe, Ma- yeah. Mario's got. That's a, what it feels so like the, to me. One issue that Mario has is he knows too much about Napoleon, so he's he's concerned about fucking Mario. But I don't think this movie needs to be accurate. I, I went in not knowing it, and I thought there was some fun stuff going on. I didn't care whether it was actually how Napoleon acted or actually no, what he did. No, 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 I don't no. give a shit about that. Or, and I'd never found it to make. Seem like they were elevating England in this. I just did not feel that way. No, but but it, it does. It felt like they were shitting on it more than I. It seemed anything, the but. thing. Actually, but like, but like England wins that first battle. They did never win that first battle. My feel, my feeling about the England thing is that, and again, I don't know the answer to this question. And this is a little bit like those police, uh, like a uh, Law and Order thing, where like Finn and Munch come to someone's door and they're like, "Oh, the police," and and like some. Yeah. Random person's like, "Fuck you, police! I'm not going to talk to you." And I was just, I'm always just kind of like, "It's the police." Like, I don't think you can just tell them like, "Go fuck off." It's weird that like, he's Napoleon is building an empire, but some random British guy at like a card table with a mustache is just like, "Fuck you," mm-hmm. and it's just like, "What? Like, what the hell are you talking about?" He just conquered like. All, like half of Europe and like all this well, other shit, and they're just yeah. like, I don't think so, Napoleon. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that's, and that's like, thing. what are you talking about? And that's the thing that like frustrating about this movie is, is the fact that like Napoleon never had like a foothold, right? No, but that's a really good a, point that I didn't a, think about. But that's right. Yeah, he was like he literally was like they're like, oh, hail emperor, and they reinstated like the kingship for like the the. For him, and he was like, "Oh, I'm an emperor because he France owned all this territory, and the rest of the world is just like, eh, yeah, yeah, eh, we don't care. That's uh, you know, that's well, cool." And I, I yelled at you about this is the fact that like the literally the only reason that like Napoleon lost was because like seven nations had to be like united against him. Yeah. Um, but this movie just kind of like made him a joke the entire time. I it wasn't. It wasn't it, fun to watch that. I don't think they did. Absolutely no. Fuck I think you. When he they was, did. I think when he was battling, it he looked did like not. a genius. Yeah. But that's the thing. Did he? Oh yeah, for sure. Did he look like a genius like the entire time when he's, no. in, when battle. he's in battle? When he's yeah. in battle, yeah. But he's also like with Vanessa Kirby, being like, "Whoa, what am I doing? I like a girl." Those sex scenes were the greatest sex scenes in the history of film. <laughs> they were so funny. The, but that's the thing. It almost, he he cut it like a comedy. They're like having like some other conversation that's really like deep. And then all of a sudden they cut to him just like, uh, just annihilating her from behind. <laughs> and the whole theater is laughing. And I guess like he definitely went for that. But I'm, my question is why? I don't know. Like what's that the purpose? Work. It doesn't work. Yeah. I, I just, like, the tone would shift so drastically and you're just kind of like, why? what is happening here? Yeah, it's a totally not cohesive movie, but there I, there's parts of this movie that I, I thought were funny and I loved, and then there's stuff that's like, what the well, you're going wrong, on here? though. It's just, it's but, what, like, it but that's like the funny thing. Sense. I, there was parts of this movie that I thought were super funny, and the thing that I kept asking myself after I laughed was like, why? why did I? No, just, me too. Why am yeah. I laughing? Here? No, I, I, I did the same. But yeah, the, my favorite. Actually, no. There's a whole bunch of movies. There's a whole bunch of parts of this movie that I would say is like my favorite part of the movie. And one of my favorite parts of the movie is that there's just like a bunch of random things happening, and then all of a sudden, I think Talleyrand comes up to him, and he's like, "It's all about having an heir." Yeah. And then the well, next scene is like that dinner scene, and he's just like, "Where's my baby?" Yeah. So, 
What are you doing? The pissed me off about this movie is like the fact that like he's like like him talking to Alexander being like, I need an error. It's like literally like he should be actually actively trying to have an error at that point. But I think he pro- I think in reality, and again, I don't know this, I assume that it didn't have to be so arranged and that if Napoleon wanted to have sex with someone, he would just be like her. And then someone would get her, and then he would just have sex with her, or he would rape her, and then then mm. she would have a baby. Yeah, I mean, he had many kids outside of... Sure, yeah. but the movie makes it seem like he just had sex with Josephine, except when he was like, oh, yeah, I've had, I've had sex. Yeah. And then he had sex with that other woman that gave him the baby, and then that was... He had Which no more Austrian sex. queen, yeah. Right, that's all, that's all the sex he had. And it's just like... I know that's not true, yeah. and it, it's weird yeah, that you're that trying blows, to suggest it just, that it just, might it be. Blow, it blows my mind. Part of the like story. That's, that's what the movie tried to say. Yeah, it was just kind of like it's just it's weird because like it was it's it's very that, weird. It, it's a weird movie, but it's very I mean, strange movie. Yeah. It's I don't it's it's but I will and that's the thing. So part of my conflict with this movie is that like when I was watching this movie, I was like, give me a fucking break. But like we're creeping up, and probably we should do it the next. Um, episode we record in a couple weeks is um our worst movies of the year list and this movie has can do next week but i this 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 oh yeah yeah this movie has so many things wrong with it that under normal circumstances if it didn't have like such expertly made stuff in it i would say this is on my this is on my list agreed because because like andy saw me like just punching my leg i guess when i was like Andy, weird. Andy saw me like just shaking my head. Basically, <laughs> it was weird. Uh, Andy was like, "Are you okay, Mario?" I'm like, "I'm not okay." Like, fuck this movie. Like, because this movie is a fucking disaster. One of the things that I find really fascinating about this movie is if you read some of the demographic information about like who's watching it, is like, it's a lot of like old people. No, it's a lot of men under twenty five. Really? And there was a rewatched it with a bunch of old. people. I watch it with a ton of kids, and I <laughs> think. I think this is my theory is that it's been sold. It's been so well marketed that the battle scenes are so good that they can spend the time between their battle scenes on their phone. Hmm. So when they're watching the battle scenes, they're like, whoa. And then they just immediately go back to their the phone. They're not paying are, attention. The battle to, scenes aren't that good, though. Yeah, they are. They're, I, are they? Yes. Yeah, they're pretty exciting. And that's the thing. I actually think it's the one part that we're walking Phoenix. are that good. It's the one part where Walking Phoenix kind of shows up, I think. I wanted more battle those, scenes. Me too. <laughs> like, Toulon, I thought, was a really good example of this, where he's like, really, it's his first real, like, test in the movie mm-hmm. as, like, leading this battle. And he seems really freaked out. And he's got this big idea, yeah, 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 and he's like, just really seems like insecure and intense. Yeah. But he's like, if I just when the horse go, gets the cannonball, I freak it's the fuck fucking out. Awesome! It's, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Dumb. I did I not see it coming. I think that shit's dumb. And then he gave it to he gave it to his brother. He was like, give this to mom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I, I think I, I laughed at all those battle scenes. That's are, good stuff. I think all those battle scenes aren't great because like the Astrolitz thing is not great unless you lean into it so wait now you're saying it's not one of the best things you've ever seen on I'm, I'm confused well the astrolith oh, are you just tur- Astro- you're hard turning against no, I'm, us I'm saying, I'm saying the astrolith scene is one of the best things but yeah. it's only that uh, I, I, it's the bat it's the battle sequences it's because everything else around the battle sequences is is um like mediocre except for like 
The Egypt stuff I thought was really good. It was interesting. It was framed. Really, there's a couple of really good shots. Which is like yeah. a bummer because like it deserved more. Sure, everything deserves more, but like and that's well, a, we, we're going to get a four and a half hour version. Yeah, so. no, the four and a half version is going to be just Vanessa Kirby's cleavage. So I don't. That's the thing. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it's like it's but less like, Vanessa it, or not less Vanessa Kirby, but like. It's the percentage no, it's, of the movie that's going to be Vanessa Kirby is probably going to be a lot less because it's probably going to be a lot more political. No, but apparently the entire like thing is more like the Vanessa Kirby oh stuff. So. And I hope that scene where like he he sails home from Egypt to confront her. That's like 15 minutes long. That includes a lot of them just like sitting and staring at nothing. There's <laughs> like a half hour long just staring at that cartoon on the newspaper, just, just getting just, seething. Just some, just some <laughs> 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 but that's the thing. That's why this movie is 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 is. You could argue if you wanted to that it's bad because like he's confronted by I think his brother, maybe about because they all look the same. Yeah, that's... about like the fact that he's cheating, and then like he goes to his brother's tent, but his brother is shaving. And has no shirt on, and you're like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Like, I, I kept no, getting confused with. I have the no people. sense yeah. of like who anybody is or what we're doing, or like, you know, Robespierre is there, but it seems like his, you know, it's just well, Robespierre or, is dead by this point. So no, no, but like in in the movie, they're just. It seems like they just kind of wanted to do that, but Napoleon's yeah, yeah. not even there. So why are like? What, are what we, do we care? What are we doing yet? Because he's it, they at least for some reason stuck him at Marie Antoinette's beheading. So why isn't he like at Robespierre's like attempted suicide? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And that that was the part that beginning of the movie was the thing that I was like, oh, this seems like it was made by AI, where like, which is what it is. It's it feels like, like slow motion. Feels it like looks cool. She's like affectless. People are throwing vegetables. Entire, yeah, this entire like like the. Uh, Marie Antoinette beginning is a fucking disaster. And he's just like, hmm, cool. Like, yeah. I watched that movie and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I think it was fine. I didn't care about mind the opening. He wasn't there in real life, which is weird. But that's, but, I didn't yeah. mind that he wasn't there in real life. The thing that I thought was weird about the opening was that, like, he, it, it's a big moment in the French Revolution. Sure. It was just weird that he was just kind of impassively like, yeah, that was... All right, it was awkward. That that happened. Neat. Yeah. Um, is there a good transition from Napoli? You know what's you know what's neat is sometimes you stretch out. You sometimes like oh you know do this do this and then you find yourself in <laughs> the 1970s. I don't know. That you was... find a football in the snow. Yeah. And, and you throw it as hard as you can. And that movie is, is the holdovers. The holdovers. You don't tell a boy that's been left behind at Christmas that nobody wants him. What's wrong with you? There's nobody here, okay? So you stay out of my way, and I'll stay out of yours. Let me sleep. In the now most of the kids dislike you. Pretty much hate you. Teachers too. You know that, right? I find the world a bitter and complicated place, and it seems to feel the same way about me. I think you and I have this in common. I don't think I've ever had a real family Christmas like this before. Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. History is not simply the study of the past. It is an explanation of the present. See, when you say it that way and throw in some pornography, it's a lot easier to understand. Yeah. No matter what you are. 
I'd like to propose a toast to my two unlikely companions. Are you trying to lift down my shirt? No. <laughs> yes. You're gonna get me fired. This is your Rubicon. Do not cross the Rubicon. The Holdovers. The Holdovers is Alexander Payne's new movie about a, a teacher, professor, teacher, professor. Um, just a teacher at a boarding just a academy. academy. He's a high school. Yeah. yeah, he is a teacher at a um, elite academy uh, who is uh, looking after the children who will be staying around for the holiday break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he looks after some of them. Uh, most of them end up leaving to go for a nice little <clears throat> skiing trip. Skiing trip with the CEO of Pratt and Whitney. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so he is stuck with Angus, who is the one kid who is stuck there, and uh, Paul. Paul being Paul Giamatti's character. Uh, he's a classics t- teacher. Uh, Paul and Angus kind of stay. At the um, academy, with uh, each other and Mary, Mary Lamb, who's a cafeteria worker who has lost her son. Her son died in the Vietnam War. Um, yeah, they they hang out. They they do some stuff. They go to Boston. They have some fun in Boston. They watch a couple movies in Boston. Um, eventually, Paul lets Angus know that he pulled some stuff during his Harvard years. Well, he had some stuff pulled on him that he got blamed for. Yeah. Because well, he was he, of a lesser class. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Watching Little Big Man. Um, yeah, then, and then they uh, basically the movie is about them just doing their thing. Sure, we'll I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say it in the best way possible. They do, they do, they do their thing. Um, uh, I, I love this movie. Well, yeah, I, I it's been been several weeks in the making. I adore this movie. Yeah. I like this movie a lot. <clears throat> is that no good? No, is that no good? A, um, it it's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's like it's it's. I just I was just charmed by uh, Divine Joy Randolph's character. Mm-hmm. I really like Dominic Sessa. That Duke, the kid was really good. I mean, Paul Giamatti rules. Oh, yeah, Paul Giamatti is like. Can we talk about the Paul Giamatti likeness of this movie? Is that in a bad way or? It's not in a bad way, but I. It's. He deserves everything he. Gets all the accolades that he like wants or that is are heading his way. All the accolades that he wants. He's like, I would like seven accolades. I would like, <laughs> I would like this many accolades, please. Um, he is doing Paul Giamatti things though. You know what Absolutely, I mean? Yeah. And he's and it's very like so. People kept calling this like, and I was even just talking to somebody today. They're like, oh, is it a lot, is it a lot like Dead Poets Society? And I was like, it, not really. I mean, it kind of is, I guess, in like in. 
in aesthetic, maybe, you know what I mean? It yeah, functions sure. a little bit the same way, yeah. except that he's not like a hero. But like, it also has the character, the guy from Sideways in it, like, just yelling at children. Yeah. Which is, I mean, one of my favorite things. This feels this, like a spiritual successor to Sideways. Like, that character yeah. grew oh, yeah. up in. I love what he calls, like, I'm, I love when he's talking to that guy when he gets the assignment. He's like, oh, I know some of these reprobates. The first two kids they show are these, like, little kids and I was like (laughs) (laughs) and it's but that's the thing I think one of the things this movie is is so well made um, I'm I'm kind of you're, like lukewarm not, on Alexander so Payne yeah I was gonna say you're not like an Alexander Payne guy when he Payne works guy. he really works yeah. and when he is not like firing on all cylinders I'm like really kind of out yeah um, and this I think this this one works for me um, to the point where that what I was just describing of like him calling these kids reprobates and then like you meeting these two little kids. There's a couple of scenes in between that. So the script is very high level and trusts the viewer to kind of like find this yeah. stuff funny to a, keep a these things. First time too, which was I found interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. One of the things I appreciate like the most about this is that it functions on like a very high literary level mm-hmm. like there's allusions and there's callbacks and there's yeah. all these things there's motifs that are happening throughout the whole film that like Motif. gets sold yes. at the end um and it's really good i i don't really even have i have like no problems with this movie except i could have used a little more i could have used 10 more minutes to like to extend some of these scenes a little bit um seems like it's it's episodic in a way that it doesn't need to be yeah. all the time but like the extended really long scenes like um when he you know chases him that into the gym exactly what I was love it <laughs> and then it ends and they go to the hospital and then they go to the bar that's I love that scene that whole sequence is just fucking phenomenal and you can see the growth in there um their relationship yeah. and it's and slow as human like people too yeah. Yeah. it's very honest and it's very organic and i really liked it um i just it didn't um hit you didn't land like as hard as i kind of assumed it was going to maybe like watching yeah. it and i was like they're gonna f-. i mean paul giamatti is saying that guy is like like the human epitome of penis cancer <laughs> it's a great line but I also think that both of these people are going to be fine. Yeah. And that's... It's, it's not a high-stakes movie. And that's movie, good. But, it, but just, like, just the whole character study of this, the growth, everything, I, I just... I thought it was beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I, fuck, I love the dialogue of this movie. There's, there's something so charming well, about like, this, yeah, the jokes in it. It's, it's, it's sharp. Just the dialogue. How do we feel about Dominic Sessa? I think he was really good. I think he's amazing. Yeah. I think he's good. I think... I don't know if he sells every line no. perfectly, but I think his energy is, is really, I, I really think good. He does. It's his first role. Like I'm, I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I, I, it would be cool to him, for him to have a couple of films under his belt to get a little. Um, uh, he goes too a little too hard on the some thing, on no, some no, line readings. Like, I, the thing I like about him is his excitement mm-hmm. in every mm-hmm. every he, moment. Yeah, he always he's, like when they were going to Boston and so stuff. Yeah. Sold by everything he's doing. Yeah, and he That's seems like an and he seems like a decent guy. I think that's the thing that I, I find really great about his performance is that he seems to understand subtext. So he's playing a disappointed, depressed kid who's like got clinical depression. Yeah, for sure. Who is, but is still a kid and is still excited to just 
do stuff and to, and to yeah. see things. And yeah. he's also like easily bruised and wounded by people like fucking with what he perceives to be like still or what he wishes was still like a really good normal quality life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he inspired a lot of sadness, um, which I think in, in like a less good actor like isn't Would there. Not, He's just kind of like a happen, dick yeah. and he goes from being a dick to not a dick. Yeah, but and then it just like once you f- learn more about his backstory and he really sells that and why yeah, why really, he was acting really that sold, way yeah. and I don't know. It was just this this is I just it's almost a perfect movie. There's <laughs> not it's, it's hard to like criticize this movie except that I wanted more just cuz I wanted to stay with mm-hmm. those characters. No, I think I think it's really, But it was already over 2 hours. I long, think it's so. really a, a cute movie. Um it it warms the cockles of yeah, my heart. It says so. what it is meant to say out loud, and it works. Can we way. can we talk about Divine Joy? Yeah, let's let's. Uh, she's phenomenal. She's this. very she's very very excellent in it. Um, I like her a lot. Me too. Um, I'm actually when I see her in stuff, I'm just kind of like I get oh, yeah, I right. smile. Yeah, yeah. like when I saw, I didn't know she was in Rust. Me neither. So when she popped up, I'm like, oh, nice. And I I like <laughs> tuned in. I was like, all right, like Mahalia Jackson. Like that's that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even like she's the best thing in, in things that don't always work, like the high fidelity TV show. Mm-hmm. Like she plays the Jack Black character mm. in in never saw that. And so. uh, in that, it's okay. It's it's um. I think we talked about it a little bit on the podcast, like when it came out. Maybe, yeah. Is that like Zoe Kravitz as like the John Cusack thing? Like the idea that she's like just I can't find a man. She's <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I mean, who you? You could. <laughs> you're Zoe Kravitz. I mean, you're not, but like you, you're, you, you are. are. Like you're fine. Jake Lacey's a Jake Lacey's a good catch. Like you could do way better than Jake Lacey. Um, but he she's. Even in like Only Murders in the Building, like the new seasons of Only Murders in the Building, which I think are are total shit. They didn't watch the season. Are she's the best thing in all of those and shows? She's in that really terrible show Idol. Uh, which, oh yeah, she. I didn't see which, that. Which, which I watched. Which oh, the weekend show. Yeah, yeah. It, but she's the best part in that show too. So yeah, so maybe I should go find. <laughs> I should go get my HBO Max <laughs> <laughs> subscription renewed. Um. I think she's really good. I do think she is. So they've got her as the the front runner on Gold Derby. I think so. Yeah. Unless unless one of the women from um, Color Purple, the Color Purple, kind of come and come and get it, which yep. is possible. Taraji P Henson's been sniffing around like an Oscar or a major award for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, Danielle Brooks should have been nominated for a Tony for the piano lesson, and she wasn't. So she's she's in people's like radar. I think Divine Joy Randolph has has kind of got this. Yeah, I think it's a pretty, little bit pretty well sold yeah. so, so up. But. Um, I feel bad for Emily Blunt. Like that, I think she thought for like ten minutes that like I think I got, I'm in the lead here. Yeah. This is gonna be cool. Um, mine. but she'll, she's good. She'll get one eventually. Even yeah. just that. What's the scene? I, I I'm curious because I think there's a different scene. She's so good that I think there's a lot of different scenes that will will people could point to as saying it's like the it's, deserving it's, one. It's going to be in the party, the house party. Like I think the, so. the the he's the, when she broke down at yeah, the house yeah. party. <clears throat> that's going to be the clip they show at the Oscars. I like the when they're sitting on the couch watching. Those the are that's my favorite parts. Yeah, but that, that doesn't pop on an Oscar reel. So I know, but it should. But it fucking should. Just just the quiet parts in those scenes were just so good. She's just so human and she's like her heart is so big and it's um I don't know. 
I, again, I wish it was. I wish I could say that it hit harder for me, like that. I, I that I walked away from the movie being like kind of wrecked. Like it nailed you more. But yeah. it. Um. But I can recognize like the. I recognize the quality. Yeah. Um. Like some like one of, some of the, and I'm curious to find out what, what you guys think about like stuff. Um. Something like this. One of the flaws I thought was like in the yeah, not big flaws. Just like in the Boston scene, like the walking around scenes were really long and they were very, the same kind of style of music was used in sideways and those mm. interstitial connecting transition moments. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And I was like, oh, that's a move. And it's, I know it's his move. It's like a signature thing. I almost just feel like, just don't do that. You know what I mean? No, like sense, the yeah. vibe is, I would ra- rather have the momentum than the vibe. Just yeah, like the narrative momentum than that's the vibe. Fair. Why are we, because the thing, because up until that point, he's like, I want to go to Boston. And he never he never says why. He's like, I want to have a I want to have a, a holiday. I want to have a normal holiday. And I was like, in all right, I guess Boston it's better than wherever the fuck has normal were. holidays. I guess like that's a very general thing to want. Um, but there is so I kept having that question like, why does he actually want to go to Boston? Because there's no way he just kind of like wants to go well, to Boston. He's been talking about it the whole movie. It answers it. So yeah. it definitely answers it. It answers it great. It answers it perfectly. It's just. The the narrative momentum is paused while they're like bowling, like going to yeah, the yeah. museum. And, exactly, yeah. but the museum conversation I think was really it, great. It was, it was. Um, but I think like those those beats in between, I'm just like, okay, like get me, get me where we're going someplace. Get well, me there. Him Take talking me there. to like the locals at the bowling alley was, I don't know. There's just so so much funny shit that yeah, because yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. such a weird character that doesn't fit in anywhere. So he's just always. Awkward saying the weirdest shit. It just I gotta kick out of it. Well, and that's and that's the thing. And it's it's the it's maybe one of those movies that like the more I think about it, I will or I watch it because coming out on, on so we're recording this on a Monday. It's coming out on demand tomorrow. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the more I watch it, maybe I watch it again, and these things kind of link up. But the idea that he can only talk about one thing because he's only done one thing for his whole life because he's just kind of like, if I don't do this then I can't do anything because I don't have I don't have what I need to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I really appreciate the script because it's not obvious about any of those things. It's just like that Agreed. that yeah. scene is indicative of yeah. the fact that he's stuck in so many ways, just literally like in place, yeah. ancient Western ancient civilizations. That's like that's his it's whole life. That's his whole identity. Yeah. And then they kind of go into like why it's his whole identity. Um, and that's really good. But when you're wa- when I was watching it, I was just like, "All right, cool. Yeah. Like he's good with girls. He's really awkward. We know these things. These are things we are very aware of." I can't wait yeah. to rewatch this movie. Fine. So exactly. uh, me too. And that's the thing. It's again, if I, if I was doing stars, it's a four star. It's like a solid four star movie that I kind of want to dig in. I want to dig into more, and I want to kind of get into the meat of it, and like kind of. Um, because it's very aesthetic heavy mm. and like all the reviews are very much like oh it's like you know framed like a 70s movie and the credits are, the title cards are it, it confused me a little with the title cards I'm yeah. like oh not, but now I got into yeah. it I like this okay yeah I, I am an Alexander Payne fan I like I heard you movies. like Election it's my favorite of his movies although this <laughs> might have taken over Election so. oh okay whew maybe <laughs> I, I watched a lot of Alexander Payne movies the running up to this movie just to get in the, the mindset and this one it, it it hits a lot of his beats but I think that 
he writes most of his movies, doesn't he? Am I, yeah. am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. And just maybe him doing someone else's material, it just really worked. I don't know. Yeah. It, um, I feel like there was something else that somebody was having this conversation. Oh, maybe David Fincher? And like how, like one of the reasons he might succeed at like, you know, his batting average is so high is that he doesn't write stuff. He just interprets. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't him though. I don't remember. But yeah, it's it feels um, it just feels good. It's and it's weird because all of his movies don't most of his movies don't feel good. Election just feels bad. <laughs> I mean, sort of sideways, yeah. but I still love that movie too. Yeah. So but it feels bad in like all the perfect <laughs> the exact so right ways. That's a gross one, though. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing, and that's and I, again. So this is one of those movies that I guess we could talk about like forever if we wanted to, but we won't. I just want to say this one more thing. One of the things I really wanted this movie to have was him drinking the wine out of the styrofoam cup in the burger joint and like that you just Paul Giamatti just releases all of that shit through the whole movie I I don't think he does anything that transcendent here he's very good but he's not like like you don't see aspects of his character just evaporating off of him, like in the movie. And he's just, I'm, he's I mean, not ready. I mean, they did the scene of him stealing the the really expensive cognac and drinking it, sure, and spitting it out. It just it doesn't it, it doesn't hit the same. It doesn't, yeah, and I, again, I, I and I don't I don't want to like I'm not trying to hold anybody accountable. I'm not saying like it's a bad movie because it's not sideways. It's just like he's doing that stuff. I feel like the movie is not. As open as some of the other, as something like Sideways, to kind of let somebody just like, yeah, like just have that moment, yeah. You know? And maybe that's because he didn't write it, and maybe it's because it's more scripted and he's hitting he's hitting those beats, mm-hmm. the script's beats instead of um, instead of that like the vibe stuff. But I don't know, it's good. I'm sure. I'm assuming we'll be talking about it. It'll probably come later. Up more. Probably, yeah. It is. It is right right now number three favorite movie of the year, and it might move up. So. Oh, there we go. It's that high for me. Yeah. If people are tracking these things, yes, they are. Is there a Reddit? Is there like a sub 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 Reddit there thread of Mario Mario and Andy's top ten tracking? There should be, right? I mean, I could share my Google Keep list if you want to catch up. <laughs> do no. not, do not share it. Make that. Um, all right, that's it. I think we'll be back. Um, two weeks. Two weeks with. I mean, I don't a bunch of movies. So poor places is is select theaters on the eighth. I can't imagine that's going to be poor things. Poor yeah. Things, yeah, I can't imagine that's going to be four theaters. I would have to imagine select theaters is like a couple hundred. Uh, yeah, I, I feel so, like it'll get maybe? a one early. I think yeah. Trumbull. I, I'm assuming Trumbull will get it. I'm hoping Trumbull maybe. will get it. Um, but I mean, I, I've heard bad things about Saltburn from people I really trust and like. I've, I heard interesting. I'm like, I still want to see the movie. I'm I'm interested just because I I respect Emerald Fennell. I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt, uh, from what I understand and from what I've read, because uh, Barry Keegan and Emerald Fennell I mean, are I'm, now out there on the ca- on the trail explaining the movie. I love which Barry is never Keegan, a, though, so which I'm is a, never a good yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a there's a great Ringer article where Emerald Fennell and Barry Keegan literally explain all like the suggestive sex scenes, and I was like. Then you made a bad movie. If you need to explain what these things mean, then you d- then you didn't do it right. Yeah, well, um, I still want. I'm we'll still going to see it. What oh, else yeah. is What else is in the next couple of weeks? Um, May December. May yeah. December. 
um, is the first, I think, on Netflix. Not on Netflix, yeah. No. Um, That's it, I guess. Um, if we want to, if we can catch up with um, Anatomy. Yeah. If we, yeah, if that, if that ever murder. ends up somewhere. It should release. It should release. At least streaming somewhere. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out. But <laughs> Poor Things is Poor Things is the big one. Yeah, the, yeah. New, the new trailer that was playing in front of both of these movies, I think, is just fucking great. Um, and I'm exactly. very much looking forward to. Uh, and and yours, Lanthimos, is one of my favorite directors. So I know I am that. Very and excited. For I'm this. I'm like happy for. I'm happy that I get to talk to you. Like that one of your favorite directors is re- like releasing like a movie that everyone's already said is great. And I just kind of want to see like how great it is. And this new trailer is, is like I'm I'm like that is what I'm seeing here is le- legitimately great. Mm. Um, very excited. But yeah, that. so well, yeah, um, we'll talk to you. In the future, yeah, watch movies, drink some beers, and we'll talk to you. Don't drink, or I mean, I guess you can if you're into it. Don't, Framing don't drink, hammer, don't drink. If you like it sweet and you like it therapy, like, yeah. it's not great. Yeah, um, do that. Uh, and but yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, bye.